my patients started using natural skincare lines, but they weren't happy with the results they were getting. So I started asking different estheticians and dermatologists I knew, what are the good natural skincare lines? And the answer they gave me really bothered me, which was, you have to choose between natural or effective when it comes to skincare. Natural skincare products just don't work. And I thought, well, that's ridiculous because I've been a naturopathic physician for years now and I know about the healing powers of nature. So that's when I decided to delve into the research myself. And I started to learn more about skincare products. And when you're putting things topically on your skin, what really improves the quality of your skin? So it's not just about being clean and non-toxic, which is really important, but the quality of the ingredients is really key. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Today, we are talking to my wonderful friend, Dr. Trevor Cates, also known as the Spa Doctor, and she has the scoop to younger, beautiful, glowing skin. But before Dr. Cates jumps into her incredible secrets to beautiful, glowing skin, I want to share a quick resource with you that I created to empower you to become the CEO of your health. As you know, I am an avid essential oil user, and we use oils for everything, including everyday emergency, emotional support, non-toxic cleaning, personal care recipes, and so much more. Now, I also recognize that getting started with essential oils can feel like a bit of a daunting task because I remember the first time I opened my essential oil kit. And I remember looking at this box of over 18 to 20 oils and wondering, what do I even do with these? And even with my background in biochemistry, I still didn't exactly know how to use them, where to put them, how much, all of those questions that come to our minds every time we think about oils. Now, as an expert in the field, I have created what I consider the perfect resource for you. And that is my Essential Oils 101 online class. Now, this class will not only guide you through the basics of getting started with essential oils, including how to choose them, safety concerns, the need for dilution, but also how to transform your life with just five simple essential oils. That's right. No need to start with 20 essential oils like I did back in the day. You can literally create powerful foundation, powerful changes with just five simple oils. Now, you will also learn about their unique chemistry and how they affect our minds and body, including specific information on how to harness their powerful benefits inside of your home. Now, the number one question I get asked a lot is, where should I get started when it comes to using essential oils for myself and my family? The internet is full of information about essential oils, but if you're anything like me, you don't want to buy just any oil and you don't want to put it just any place on the body without some support or guidance. See, I know you're smart, just like me, and you have a ton of questions when it comes to using essential oils. You're gonna have questions like, well, how much should I use? Or can I apply it to my skin without hurting myself? Or things like, should I be ingesting this or only using it topically? Is it safe to use on my kids at home? Or what is the correct dilution for this recipe? Now, all of these questions and much more will be answered in my new Essential Oil 101 class, and it's also going to show you how to get started with 
those five essential oils that I mentioned. Now, if you're ready to create powerful natural solutions with oils and make over your cleaning cabinet, medicine cabinet, and much more, you're not going to want to miss out on this class. Now, you can find the link in the show notes at drmarisa.com episode 28, or you can just go to drmarisa.com slash EO class. That's E as an elephant, O as an oil class. And we will have that in the show notes as well, because I can't wait to be on this incredible journey with you. So now that I shared this amazing resource, which I am so excited for you to take advantage of, let's get back to creating more youthful, beautiful skin with Dr. Trevor Cates. Now, before I bring her on, I want to just quickly sing her praises. Dr. Trevor Cates is the author of the best-selling book, Clean Skin From Within. She became known as a spa doctor after working in world-renowned spas. Now, Dr. Cates lives in Park City, Utah, where she helps patients from around the world achieve graceful aging and glowing skin. She has been featured on The Doctors, Extra, First for Women, and Mind Body Green. And she has her own PBS special called Younger From Within and is the host of the Spa Doctor podcast. Now, she believes the key to healthy skin is inner and outer nourishment with non-toxic ingredients. And you can find her at thespadoctor.com. Welcome, Dr. Trevor Cates, to the Essentially You podcast. I am so thrilled to have you here today. How are you doing, girl? Great. It's so great to be here with you. Oh, my goodness. We are going to be covering some really amazing content today. I am so thrilled because when I think about skincare, when I think about nourishing the body from the inside out, you are my expert. You're the woman I go to. So the title we're going to be going into, and I know there are so many people who are intrigued, but it's really about having clean skin from within. So before we get started into the meat of this topic, I would love to know, how did you become known as the spa doctor? Because that is such a a fun, I mean, who doesn't want to see the spa doctor? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, it's really interesting. I so a, a few years ago, I was working as uh, the spa doctor in several world-renowned spas, and so that's kind of when the name stuck was the spa doctor. But what was happening is that people were coming to see me in the spas for weight loss programs, and they would come and they do my two-week weight loss program. And one of the things that kept coming up at the end of the two weeks is they would say, "Well, I lost all this weight, and I, I feel great, but." one of the big things that I'm noticing is my skin. My skin is better than it's ever been. My skin cleared up, whether they had a skin issue or they felt more vibrant and their skin was glowing more. So to me, that made total sense because I've always looked at our skin as as like a magic mirror that gives us great information about our overall health. And it's just showing that outwardly on our body. But I realized that not many people really looked at skin that way. I think a lot of times we think about skin and if you look at the typical dermatology model, it's like, how how can we suppress it? Topical steroids or how can we cover it up with makeup? And instead of looking at skin as great information, as a tool that we can use. And so what this takes me back to is when I was a kid, I was really a sick kid. I had a lot of health issues, particularly a lot of allergies. And a lot of that showed up on my skin. I had these itchy rashes and eczema hives. And I, my parents took me to see 
a lot of different healthcare practitioners, a lot of different doctors who gave me different medications where I had adverse reactions to them. I had allergic reactions. I just kept feeling worse and worse. And skin is one of those things that, especially if it's on your face, it's hard to hide. And as a kid, I remember being so embarrassed about my skin and about the incessant itching that I had. And so it definitely impacted how I was and showed up at school and my relationships with friends and, and all of that. Luckily, my parents didn't give up, though, on looking for solutions for me. And they eventually found a holistic practitioner that they took me to. And that's the one thing that turned my health around and turned my skin around. And then, of course, then everything else sort of fell into place. I started to feel more like a a normal kid. But when I looked back at that time, I realized that I wanted to get this message out to more people as the spa doctor. um, That's kind of where that took off from is I realized I wanted to get this message out to more people about the skin and its connection with health and how we could actually look at our skin as a tool rather than just what, how, what can we do to cover it up and suppress it? Hmm. One, I just love, I love your hero's journey because I know that that, that experience, which was probably many years of you having to figure out going doctor to doctor to doctor. I remember when I ended up getting hyperpigmentation when I was in my mid-20s, and it was due to hormone changes, and it was due to sun exposure hormone changes, but mostly hormone changes. And I had grown up, and my mom had had pigmentation as well, and so I had blamed my pigmentation on my mama. And it was such a traumatic realization. I wake up every day, I'd see this pigmentation, and it was the first time that I actually had to wear makeup, um, a lot of makeup to cover it up, and I had my own journey there. But I can imagine it was very impactful. It was, it was kind of traumatizing having to go through that, having your skin change in that way and, and not knowing initially what to do about it. Um, and so I really appreciate you sharing your hero's journey, and, and that inspired you to, to really serve thousands and thousands of people. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, it is. It's it's interesting that we just are so automatically embarrassed by our skin and what can we do to cover it up? And that's why I really like helping people find the underlying causes behind that. And that's why I wrote my book and created the skin quiz and all the tools to help people with that. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned the magic mirror. So I wanted to go into that a little bit more. Could you give us some examples of skin changes to look out for that are a sign that the body is not well? Because I agree with you. I think that the skin is such a great indicator for something that isn't working in the body. Right. Well, really, it's any changes with your skin. And if for somebody that has skin issues already, it's worsening of those or changes in your skin condition, whether that's acne, eczema, psoriasis, whatever, that rosacea, melasma, any of those skin conditions, being aware and looking for what changes are happening in your skin. And then for people who maybe feel like their skin's pretty normal, if you do notice changes, like say maybe you notice your skin tone becomes more uneven, you're starting to have dry patches of skin, or you're breaking out more and and acne, or you feel like your skin is aging rapidly, maybe you feel like your your skin is aging faster than other people your age. And so those are all signs that your body is trying to give you 
that something's not right and that it's time to start looking for what's underlying that what's what are the root causes behind that and and address them and then also a big part of that is your lifestyle what are you doing in your lifestyle what are the foods that you're eating how are you managing your stress what kind of products are you using on your skin those are all things that can impact the way your skin expresses and those changes that your magic mirror is giving you Hmm. You had mentioned the lifestyle changes. Could you talk a little bit about what are some of the biggest lifestyle changes that need to shift or that you see that are having the, the biggest impact on skin? Like if someone you do see rapidly aging or if somebody begins to break out or whatever it may be, what are some of the bigger concerns here? Well, when we look at one of the things that impacts our skin is genetics. You mentioned you blaming it on you know your your skin issues on your mom. The genetics do play a role in the way our skin manifests and what what shows up on our skin. But we aren't stuck with our genes, and you know this. But it's important for people to realize that too is that just because your family members have this or because you have a genetic predisposition to something doesn't mean that you're stuck with it. You can actually make lifestyle choices that change your genetic expression. So that means the foods that you're eating, how you manage your stress, things like exercise and sleep, also the products that you're putting on your skin. These are all things that can change your genetic expression. Sometimes taking supplements can also start getting extra certain nutrients that you can't just get from food, but you need, might need to take a supplement for can also be helpful. And when it comes to diet, that's a big part of it. And so there was this trend, and I think it's shifting somewhat, but it's still pretty much the norm in the conventional dermatology world to say that what you eat doesn't impact your skin. And again, I think that's shifting. I do hear uh, dermatologists, especially more integrative dermatologists, talking about how it does actually play a role. But what we eat impacts our skin. And that goes back to the root causes of what is holding people back from having great skin. And so some of the root causes that are related to some of these lifestyle changes have to do with like blood sugar. And, and if you tend to have spikes in your blood sugar and have difficulty with regulating your blood sugar, that can actually, when you're eating foods that are high in sugar or that turn to sugar in the body, that can actually speed up the aging process because of the glycation issues that can occur. And eating lots of sugar, foods that turn to sugar can also cause people to be more prone to breakouts. And we know that that's a big trigger for acne. So those, that's just one example of a root cause that's related to lifestyle and how we can adjust that. When we were in practice, the doctor that I worked with, anytime she ate sugar, especially around the holidays, she would break out right under her lip, all around her chin. And she played with it a couple times because she had a, definitely had an addiction to sugar. And every time she ate a decent amount of sugar, she would start to get these this acne breakout. And eventually, we did a sugar detox, the two of us, for two months, 60 days, and cleared everything up. It was it's amazing to me, like you kind of watching that happen, watching when the sugar came in, what would happen. And then just by simply removing that food, that inflammation would just go away. So it's always so fascinating. Now, I wanted to tell you, I love your book, Clean Skin from Within. Specifically, I absolutely love the recipes because you have a two-week plan in there. But one of the things that you talk about in the book is that there are five skin types. So I would love for you to dive into those a little bit to give us some framework around how the book works. 
Yeah. So what I decided to do was redefine skin types because when people generally talk about skin, they talk about dry, oily, acne prone, mature, sensitive, those kinds of descriptions, but that doesn't really help us figure out what the root causes are behind them. And it really addressed those. So what I decided to do is I came up with different names and different type skin types, and I gave them all human names because I think of all of my patients as people and they just have stories behind them. So they're Amber, Olivia, Sage, Emmett, and Heath are the skin types. And each of these I created around the root causes behind them. And I believe there are six root causes. And so each of these five skin types has a separate group of root causes. And people can find out their skin type by going to theskinquiz.com. And it's just a simple free online quiz. They can find out which of those skin types they are. And it's really helpful for when people read the book too, because what I do in the two-week program is is I I help people customize their two-week plan based upon their skin type. And when I was writing the book, I was thinking about my patients and how I work with, you know, I work with people one-on-one. And when you're reading a book, I can't transmit myself through the book, not at this point anyway, (laughs) and help that person one-on-one. So I wanted to figure out a way to help people figure it out on their own as the best they can. And so that was, that's why I created those skin types. Mm, Awesome. Wonderful. And can you give us an example of one of them? Maybe Olivia? Yeah, absolutely. So Olivia, Olivia's skin type tends to be more of the oily or acne prone skin. And so it's, it's one of those things where you could just start putting things on your face topically and try and suppress the oil production or to suppress the acne breakouts. But instead of just doing things on the outside, the approach is to look at things, what you can do internally as well as externally. Because I I really believe that when we're addressing the skin, it's really actually 80% more internal and only about 20% external. And I still think it's important to look at what you're putting on topically, but internally addressing things is going to be so much more powerful and create not only results in the short term, but also the long term and lasting results. Cause we want to see our skin improve, not just now, but for the future, right? Um, so, so addressing the root causes, things like inflammation is is going to be key. And you want to eat things in the diet that are anti-inflammatory. You know, addressing those blood sugar imbalances, making sure that you're eating foods that aren't going to cause ups and downs on your blood sugar. Those are the kinds of things from a diet perspective. And then also, I know on the outside, using products that are going to be more anti-inflammatory that are going to help purify the skin and without adding any additional toxins and without using those suppressive kinds of ingredients that we really don't need. I know he had mentioned, you talked briefly, and I know I, I told you a little bit about my my friend with the sugar with the sugar issues, and I know sugar is definitely one of the triggers, but what are some other top foods that trigger the skin problems that you're seeing for your patients and the people that you've been working with over the years? I know that so many people don't tie the fact that food plays such a critical role to how our skin functions. Yes, I, I know. And it's it can be frustrating with that with people not making that connection. But when you try it out, you can become a, a believer in it. There are a lot of people, once they try making changes to their diet, they realize what an impact it can have on their skin. So sugar is, as I mentioned before, that's one of the big ones. But another big one is dairy products. And you know, it's funny, I was talking to my 11-year-old daughter last night, and she was saying that at the 
at health class at school, they were talking about how dairy is such a great food for your body. And <laughs> she was saying, mom, is that really true? And I said, well, not really for everybody. Um, certainly it does, especially for people with skin problems, it tends to be one of those more pro-inflammatory foods that trigger acne breakouts that can also be a big trigger for some of the inflammatory skin conditions like like eczema, psoriasis. And so I think it's one of those things where sometimes you just have to try it out and you, you want to give it a good try for at least 10 days for it to get out of your system. And that means completely avoiding it and to see if it's going to have an impact on your skin. And in the book, I talk about 10 different foods to do this with to eliminate and during the two week program. And it's not necessarily the food that everybody has to give up all time and, and all ways, but you can find out for yourself if it is one of your trigger foods. So I would say dairy is one of them, mainly because it tends to be a more pro-inflammatory food. Also because of one of the big root causes with with skin conditions is hormonal imbalances. And I find that dairy tends to be one of those foods that can also interfere with that. Partly it's because dairy comes from a lactating mammal. And so there's going to be hormones in dairy products. And so that can, for some people, really be that thing that creates imbalances that that furthers those imbalances and worsens them. I was also thinking of things like red meat and gluten, just things that also can really trigger hormonal issues as well. Yeah. Gluten is another big one for sure, especially for you know things like eczema and psoriasis. Also rosacea can be triggered by by gluten. So definitely those are those are other foods to look at. Another thing I wanted to to talk about, and this is an, a subject that I know I've covered in my books too, and that is the ingredients that we should be looking at. I know that there are so many skincare products on the market, skincare, makeup, lotions, I mean, name it, filled with a lot of toxic phthalates, sulfites, I mean, name it, all kinds of different chemicals. Are there things that we should be looking out for or to avoid? I know when I have used bad skincare in the past, I have seen breakouts, I've seen redness. I've definitely seen where it has caused me issues, but specifically not just topically on the skin, but how those products over time had created estrogen dominance, had created a slew of hormone issues. And as a hormone expert myself, that is always a major concern for me is what is someone putting on their skin and how is that affecting their body overall? Right. It is one of those big myths that what I think a lot of people just buy into this or don't even think about the fact that what you put on your skin, people think that it doesn't get absorbed or they just don't think about what it's going to do once they put it on their skin. But our skin is our largest organ and it is permeable. That's why people use hormone creams and nicotine patches or those sorts of things, because we know that you can absorb things through your skin. And so what you put on your skin, if you can't put it in your mouth, you probably shouldn't be putting it on your skin because of the way that it does get absorbed. And of course, it's not absorbed exactly the same way as if you eat it. But if you think about all the different products that we use, on average, we use nine personal care products a day, and that exposes us to 126 or more ingredients. And that's according to the Environment Working Group and some reporting that they did. But it just kind of gives you an idea of how many different, if you've got 126 ingredients, unique ingredients that are going onto your skin each day from your personal care products alone. And that's just one source of, of harmful chemicals in the environment. It's important for people to also realize that the currently the FDA does not really regulate personal care products very well. And 
in other countries, like in Europe, they've banned over a thousand ingredients in personal care products. But in the United States, the FDA has only banned 11 ingredients at this time. And so that means it's really up to us to pay attention to what we're putting on our skin because it's, it's because it's not well regulated. So some of the issues with the skincare ingredients are some of them are actually carcinogenic. And another big issue, which you mentioned was hormone disrupting chemicals that are in a lot of our personal care products and skincare products. And again, it's one of the ways that we're exposed to these. We're also exposed to these chemicals in our air water and food. And that's, you know, I go through each of these in my, in my book and talking about the different ways you can reduce these toxins in the environment. But the personal care products is a big way that we're exposed to it. And, and it does add up, especially since we're now exposed to more chemicals now than we ever have been. So it's good to look at certain ingredients. So yeah, let me let me share a few of the big ones with your with your audience, because I think there's, you know, there's not enough information out there on, on this topic, but one of the big ones that is in so many personal care products and even some of the so-called natural ones is fragrance and mm -hmm. fragrance is, this is a big one because fragrance is actually not an ingredient, but a group of ingredients, but companies can just list the word fragrance and not have to list all the chemicals that go into making a fragrance. And unfortunately, some of these chemicals that are in the fragrance have hormone disrupting effects. For example, diethyl phthalate is an example of one of the ingredients that's used, and it's used in fragrance to help the smell last longer. But diethyl phthalate is part of the group of phthalate chemicals that are known hormone disrupting chemicals. And looking at human samples, we, we know that this access chemical does show up in human samples. So it is getting absorbed through the personal care products we're using. It does end up in the body. So we want to be careful with things like fragrance and instead use things like essential oils. And, and I know that you are a big fan of essential oils. And so I, I am too. I think it's a much better, safer, healthier way. And plus essential oils have a bunch of health benefits that go along with it. Mm -hmm. It was interesting. I had a friend of mine who knows I'm like the essential oil queen and she wanted, she wanted to send me a little gift. And so she sent me a a lavender lotion in the mail. And the first thing I do is I always look over the ingredients. And sure enough, and these are the things that one should be looking looking for is it does, it says like lavender fragrance. And clear to me that it wasn't a lavender essential oil that they were using some type of synthetic. And I knew immediately that this wasn't something I could use. <laughs> We'd make a lot of body butters with coconut oil and actual lavender essential oil. And so although it was a very sweet gift that she sent to me, I, you know, I knew that that was going to cause me problems over time. It was just not something I wanted in the house. It felt really bad. But it's one of those things where I always recommend people to, to really read the ingredient list on anything that you're buying, particularly a personal care product, because so often fragrance is in everything. And you said like that lasting, that ingredient that allows for fragrance to last longer. I think that that is, is so, so important because we just accidentally start putting this stuff on and it begins to make massive changes in the body. Right. And and skincare companies are great at marketing and that's how they sell products. And I'm, I'm very aware of this because I have my own skincare line and I'm, you know, I'm marketing too. But a lot of times there is things hidden. What some companies will do is it'll, they'll highlight an ingredient, like you said, like lavender it contains lavender and people think, oh, that's such a healthy ingredient. I'm, I'm going to get this because it's, it's so wonderful. And it contains lavender. 
But it's really important to look at, like you said, look at the other ingredients. What is actually in that product? Just because it says it contains some hot ingredient like argan oil or CoQ10 or something like that doesn't mean that the rest of the ingredients in the product are actually good for you. So other things that are oftentimes hidden in there are parabens, for example. So if you look for paraben at the end of the word, you'll see methylparaben, propylparaben, butylparaben, all these different types of parabens are oftentimes used. And parabens are known estrogen mimickers. And they, in studies, they've, they've detected parabens in breast tumor tissue. So something to be concerned about because, again, it's one of those ingredients that we know that when it's applied to the body topically, it can get absorbed and get taken up into tissue, including breast tumor tissue. So this is definitely not something we want to be using in our products. And you'll see it in a lot of personal care products. And then you'll see other chemicals where you might see the word and think, what the heck is this? Because they have big, long, weird name. And so I think it's good to, to just be aware of some of these ingredients. There's a group of chemicals also called formaldehyde releasers. And you won't actually see formaldehyde releasers on the the label and you won't see formaldehyde. What you'll see instead is words like DMDM hydantuin. And there's actually a whole group of these. They have all different names. So just, I would suggest if you want to find the list of the words, just do an online search for formaldehyde releasers and the names will come up. But what happens is you use products containing formaldehyde releasers is that you say you're using a lotion, you put that lotion on your skin and actually will release formaldehyde into the air around you. And we know that formaldehyde is a carcinogen. We know that it's really toxic when it's inhaled and, and it can also get absorbed through the skin. And what you'll find is that these are actually in many personal care products and a lot of the popular lotions and shampoos and different things that we use. Mm. Goodness, that's definitely a scary. Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned your skincare for a second. I would love to dive into it because I use it every single day. I love it. One of the reasons why I love it so much is I know how healthy, I know that you spent so much time and care creating this line, but I want to know a little bit about why did you end up deciding to create the skincare line for your audience? Well, yeah, it was interesting. I never thought when I went to naturopathic medical school, I never thought, oh, someday I'm going to create a skincare line. That's never something (laughs) that I thought I would do. But because of being in the spas and people, a lot of people and, and focusing a lot on skin, people started asking me about skincare products and which ones they should use. And so I because of the things that I've already mentioned, because of the uh, knowing about the carcinogenic ingredients and hormone disrupting chemicals, I would tell people, make sure that your products are clean and natural. And so people, my, my patients started using natural skincare lines, but they weren't happy with the results they were getting. So I started asking different estheticians and dermatologists. I knew what are the good natural skincare lines? And the answer they gave me really bothered me, which was you have to choose between natural or effective when it comes to skincare. Natural skincare products just don't work. And I thought, well, that's ridiculous because I've been a naturopathic physician for years now, and I know about the healing powers of nature. So that's when I decided to delve into the research myself. And I started to learn more about skincare products and what, when you're putting things topically on your skin, 
what really improves the quality of your skin. So it's not just about being clean and non-toxic, which is really important, but the, the quality of the ingredients is really key. A lot of times something might say it contains vitamin C or it contains CoQ10 or um, another ingredient, but the quality of the ingredient is not high enough to actually create an effect or the amount of the product of that ingredient, that key ingredient is not enough. And so that was what I realized was missing in a lot of the natural skincare lines is that they would have a lot of just sort of empty ingredients and maybe they weren't toxic, but they weren't the ones that were actually going to improve the quality of it to the level that they're going to improve the quality of the skin. And the other big thing that I learned was about the pH of our skin, that our skin actually does best with a mildly acidic environment. And a lot of the things we put on our skin have a pH that is too high for our skin. And so it damages the, the skin's natural pH and that barrier and impacts the skin microbiome. And I'm sure you've talked about gut microbiome on your podcast. And, and that's really important in that our gut microbiome impacts our skin microbiome, which, you know, the, the balance of microorganisms that live on our skin and keep it healthy. But also the things that you do topically can impact your skin microbiome, including the pH of the product. So that was one of the things when I started learning about these things, I thought, well, then I need to just create my own because I can't find something out there that I can recommend to people. So that's what led me to create the Spa Doctor skincare line. Hmm, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I hope that everyone, you know, if indeed you're looking for, you know, skincare that not only is natural, but effective, this is definitely a place to go and get it. And Dr. Dr. Kate Tenney, real quick, where can we go and check out the skincare line? Where can we go and, and check it out, see it, research it? Absolutely. Just, people can go to thespadoctor.com. So T-H-E-S-P-A-D-R.com. So doctor is abbreviated. And yes, yeah, so people can go to thespadoctor.com, learn more. They can, you can find out about my book and the skincare line. And what I've done is I created as a really simple four-step system. And I wanted to keep it simple for people and so that's why I just did it as a four-step system. People can get set up on auto ship. It's just, we're just trying to make it as easy as possible so that it just makes it easy and you know that you're doing a good thing for your skin. I love it. Real quick, I know we're, we're finishing up pretty quickly, but I wanted you to take a moment. In this last year, has there been somebody, like a story that you have loved, you know, where someone has really had just an incredible transformation, specifically around the book? Because again, what we didn't go into a little bit was that the book has a two-week game plan. It has cooking recipes, not only that, but it has just tons of wonderful recipes that people can whip up. But do you have a story that, that you love to share that someone had shared with you that really made an impact in their life? Yeah, I mean, there's so many. It's, it's hard for me to just pick one. But like I was saying before, when you have issues with your skin, it can really impact your life on a number of different levels. And I then there was one one woman that had really bad acne, and it was covering her face. Also, she had it on her chest and her back. And she was so embarrassed about her skin that she didn't even want to be intimate with her husband because she didn't want to undress. She didn't want to get in a bikini or bathing suit. It was really impacting her life. So when she did the two week program and then she did some, some work with me, it was amazing to hear about how that transformation could help with her skin healing, with her acting clearing up, how she not only was happy that her skin and her face is clear up, but on the rest of her body, she could, she felt more confident and improved her relationship with her husband. And it's amazing how skin, something like that 
can change people's life on a number of different levels. So that was, I loved that story. And there's so many others like that. And people just, when they realize that they don't have to go this toxic route of using toxic skincare products or using things that, you know, medications that have a number of side effects and instead using a more natural approach, it's very empowering. I agree. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. Now, there are definitely readers and people who are are listening right now who definitely want to take that first step, figuring out what's going on with their skin, figuring out what they can do. What What is the first step that you would recommend specifically if people are wanting to get more clarity around that? I was thinking potentially the quiz, but I wanted you to help us navigate where we should go next. Yeah, the skin quiz is a great place to start. So just theskinquiz.com and it's a great place to start. I give recommendations. You'll find out your skin type and then I'll give you recommendations based upon that. And just remember, it doesn't have to be complicated. We just want to keep it simple for you and start making some changes with your with your diet, with your lifestyle, managing stress, getting a good night's sleep, eating clean foods, and also using really clean, effective skincare products. And to that combination is, is wonderful. Love it. Okay. And then here's my last question. And that is, what is the one thing that you do every single day? What healthy habit, or it may be a natural solution that really moves the needle for your well-being. What keeps you feeling incredible every day? Well, I would say, um, I mean, of course, I, there are lots of things that I do, but I would say the one thing that I'm doing now that I, I didn't used to do maybe like a decade ago is is my skincare routine. And that, you know, of course, I use my skincare line, the, the Spot Doctors Daily Essentials. I use it both morning and night. And here's the thing with that is I know that I'm doing a great thing for my skin because I've seen the quality of my skin improve. And I know that there was a lot of that that happened for me internally, but the the external application of it is is also just creates that extra vibrancy that my skin needs. And it's also beyond just the the fact of you're putting something in your skin. It's this pampering effect because we use essential oils in the products and I love the smell of it, the experience of it. And so I've just, I've gotten, so I, I love my skincare routine. I love it. And I love that they do have essential oils in it. Hence why I love it so much because I do love the smell of it. I love that aroma moment because it feels like a ritual. As you mentioned, it's that pampering piece that makes you feel like not only are you doing something good for your skin, but you're doing you're doing a habit that is nourishing you in a lot of different ways. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Now you have a free gift for us as well. And what I have here is the five best and worst foods for skin inflammation. I love I love the play on words there. Tell us a little bit about this gift. Now note that the gift will be in the show notes, so you'll have a way of getting that. So I want you to head on over to download this, but tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so the cheat sheet, we talked about a few of the foods, some of the, the bad ones, but we also am gonna give you some of the best foods to be eating for your skin too. So you get both an explanation of that. So great little cheat sheet and a great place to start too so that you, you can start changing the foods that really impact your skin. Well, what I love about a cheat sheet like this is that it's one thing for us to mention a couple of those, but it's so easy to forget them as well. So when you have them on a paper where you can see them, you know, what are those five worst? What are those five best? It just keeps it more in your mind about what we should be eating and not eating. So I love that you have this little cheat sheet for us to use. Well, 
Dr. Trevor Cates, honey, thank you so much for coming in. You shared such a plethora of information and I love, I love this little gift. I also love the quiz too. I just love that we have so many great resources that we can tap into that you've created that really give us some clarity. As I mentioned before, you know, I've personally had skin issues. I know so many people are struggling with skin issues today and that it's a, it's a constant journey and having a resource like yourself is just such a blessing. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, honey. We'll have a wonderful day. Okay, you too. I am so grateful that Dr. Cates has figured out simple and proven natural solutions that we can all use to create beautiful skin from the inside out. One of the reasons why I personally love oils is their amazing skin-boosting benefits. One of my favorite tips is to add frankincense essential oil to my moisturizer every night before going to bed. And what I've seen over the last year or so is that my skin looks more even and more glowing now that I've incorporated that little tip into my regimen. Now another big point that I loved from Dr. Cates was the connection between what we eat and how our skin looks and feels. Now if you're ready to dive deeper into foods that boost our skin or maybe even create inflammation, I want to encourage you to grab Dr. Trevor Cates' free gift, which was the five best and worst foods for skin inflammation. Now you can head over into my show notes at drmarisa.com episode 28, or even just go to drmarisa.com slash podcast and you will find her episode on the top. I just want to say thank you so much for stopping by and listening in to the Essentially You podcast. In the upcoming episode, which I know you're going to love, I'm going to be showing you how to balance your hormones with the items in your purse. Because let's be honest, stress, cravings, mood swings, and fatigue can come on at any moment during the day. And it's important to be prepared for these little emergencies no matter where you are. So I'm gonna share with you my go-to staples that I never ever leave my home and best believe oils are involved in that process. I'm gonna be sharing with you some amazing recipes and roller bottle remedies that I never leave home without. Now last week, I wanted to just share this really quickly, but I received the best idea for a podcast and I am so excited to create this episode very soon for you. So I just wanna say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for your feedback. Your comments literally shape the content for this podcast and help to spread the word so that more women are creating natural solutions for themselves and their families. And if you have a moment today, I would just love it if you take a moment to rate and review the Essentially You podcast on iTunes. That way I can continue to serve you and other amazing women who are ready to step into their ownership and power when it comes to creating natural solutions for themselves. Well, until the next episode, I hope you have a wonderful week. Bye.